Welcome to a Spoonful of Sugar podcast with Pam and Amy. We're two friends living in the Midwest with our hubbies and kids. We're living our lives and dreaming of Disney. Join us as we discuss all things Walt Disney World and our love of Disney. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back for another podcast with Pam and Amy. Hey, lady. How's it going? It's going well. So good to be podcasting with you. Yes, most definitely. Oh, yeah. And I'm really excited about today's episode Mm -hmm. because I'm going to tell you. Tell me. When I, my first trip to Disney, Uh which was in 2013, believe it or not, Mm -hmm. but I was extremely overwhelmed. Oh, and anxious yes. and stressed out and I did not know what I was doing. Very and understandable. There is a lot going on when you're planning a Disney trip. Absolutely. So, Pam. Yes. I'm very happy that we're going to address some of these things in a new series we're calling Disney 101, which is kind of the basics of planning a Disney vacation because Wonderful. even if you're not a planner in real life, you mm-hmm. kind of need to be for a Disney yeah. trip. Yeah. The way I I was telling this to a cousin of mine recently, I equated Disney, it's it's not like thinking, oh, I'm going to go to a theme park like I go to Six Flags to show up and, you know, buy a ticket and go in and do whatever. Mm -hmm. This is much more, going to Disney World is much more like going to a major city where you could, like, I'm going to New York. I could just show up and try to find some things to do and, and you'd still get some stuff done, but you probably wouldn't have as good a time and be able to see all the sites and maybe get into the Broadway productions because you didn't have tickets ahead of time, right. you know, things like that. Whereas if you take the time to plan ahead of time, you just feel better about the process and you get everything in that you wanted to get in. Yeah, and it takes the pressure off while you're there because yes. you've got, already got your plans made. Because honestly, planning a Disney vacation can be complicated. Oh, I mean, yeah. we, we admit that oh, yeah. straight up. Oh, it yeah. can be complicated. So we're trying to, in this series that we're starting today, give you a little bit of info Try to make it not so much of a hassle. Yeah. And so that you can make an in- informed decision Absolutely. about to what works best with your family. Mm-hmm. So, Pam, let me ask you, before we get into all this Disney 101, uh-huh. and we're talking about planning and this and that, are you a natural-born planner? Or do you, my friend, like to fly by the seat of your pants? <laughs> what kind of person are you, Pam? <laughs> known me all these years and now like who are you how did you end up in here with me what's going on um okay I'm, I'm gonna say both I don't know I feel for Disney one has to be a planner yes I yes. mean well obviously we're a planner because look at us we're about to do a podcast on planning <laughs> we had to plan this podcast Pam I know plan a podcast on planning so for things Disney I feel I definitely am for other things I it's a little well, I guess in certain areas I am. I mean, just even like my, I'm a stay-at-home mom. So my regular life, I will do a weekly meal plan and, you know, grocery list based on that. I will do even daily, like a daily to-do list of things that I want to accomplish that day. So there's that level of planning. I think you are a planner. To a certain degree. I think yeah. deep down inside you're a planner. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Amy's like, come over to my side. Come to my side. The, the planning warm. side. <laughs> okay, woman, so how about you? Oh, I'm definitely yeah. a planner. Yes. My family makes fun of me. They call me Danny Tanner because I like walk around with a clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> you vacuum every day too? <laughs> no, I'm not that bad. I didn't say I was a cleaner, just a planner. <laughs> got it, got it. But, um... Even when we go on non-Disney vacations, Mm -hmm. I know, gasp, how could we? But I still have, like, I've got my clipboard, I have the itinerary, I have, this is where we're going to be each day, and this is what we're doing. I do leave, like, some wiggle room, because you want it to be fun and enjoy the things that you're doing. Right. So even at Disney, I'll I'll have a pretty loose outline, like, okay, here's what we're doing today, here's the big things we're hitting, but there's some wiggle room Mm -hmm. around in there. It's not like, okay, we're going on this ride at this time, and then... 14 minutes later, we're going on this ride at this time. And, uh, you know, it's not that crazy. There are people who there plan are that people, way. Yes. We yes. do not recommend that, and we do not do it that way ourselves. No. I no. think for me, the planning just gives a sense of reassurance yes. that things are going to be okay. Yes. Because I can plan out a Disney vacation, including my dining and the fast pass rides I'm going to do, all of that. And then we may step into the park that day and sort of decide to go off in a different direction. And yeah. that's okay with me because I know there's a fallback plan. Yes. You know, and if need be. we should also just say that even the best laid plans, sometimes something may go awry. And Absolutely. you just kind of have to roll with the punches mm-hmm. and still make the best out of your vacation. Mm-hmm. We've had some crazy weather happening down in Florida oh, lately yeah. and things like that. So sometimes there are Absolutely. things that are out of your control. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You just got to make the best of it and keep chucking forward. Absolutely. And we are back, and we are starting off our new series, Disney 101. And, of course, the first thing you have to decide, Amy, is when are you going to go? There are so many options. There are. Like an entire year. Like 365 (laughs) days to choose from. It is unbelievable. Absolutely. So, Pam, yes, there is... First of all, I think when you're deciding when to go to Disney, Mm -hmm. you have to first obviously look at your own availability. Yes. When are you actually able to go? Because sometimes, you know, like you might not be able to get off work this week Mm -hmm. or like the kids have midterms or something in school, you know. So you have to first check out your own calendar and see what windows are you open for. And there are a lot of variables in that. Um, As you mentioned, your work schedule, what time are you able to get off work? If you have children, a lot will depend on the age of the child. Uh, If you want to take them, I know that you've done this with your boys a number of times, Amy. If you want to take them out of school, the younger they are, the easier it is. Once you start moving up to like junior high, high school, it just, it gets harder and college is pretty much a no-go. Yeah. So a lot of it will depend on that and how flexible your particular school system is with that type of thing. We've recently gone on a trip to Disney World, and we've done this in the past, where the five of us will go, myself and Sam, our daughter who is a junior in high school, and then our two little kids. And our junior in high school will stay with us for like the first three, four nights, but then she'll fly back on her own. And she's, you know, almost 17, so and she's flown before on her own, so that's not a problem. She takes Magical Express, friend will pick her up at the airport and she'll spend the nights uh, that we're gone with people we know but she feels she can only take like one day off of school to keep things feasible for her whereas the little kids we can just pull them out and 
we're good to go. Yeah, definitely when my two were younger, we would pull them for a week at a time. Mm -hmm. No problem, because they're in elementary school. They're not really missing that much. Their teachers were actually really cool about it. That's great. Um, One of the teachers was like, well, the only homework that I'm going to give you is just write like a one paragraph journal entry for each day of your trip. Oh, so that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So we've been very lucky to have teachers that are accommodating. But now that the boys are getting older, I Mm -hmm. really only feel comfortable pulling them for maybe a couple days of school Mm -hmm. at a time. So that kind of narrows down your time frame. It really does. Which is why you'll have a lot of people, obviously, going in the summer. When schools are out is when... Disney World will pretty much be at its busiest. So let's talk about that because yes. there's something called like peak season and then yes. there's off peak. Yes. Although to be honest, Disney World is pretty much busy anytime that you go. You're yeah. going to be fighting crowds, but mm-hmm. some times are more crowded than other. This is true. So there's a couple of resources um, that you can find online. You can even just Google, mm-hmm. um, you know, Disney crowd calendar 2018 or right. whatnot. Um, and it will tell you month by month, week by week, what typically are your most crowded, busiest times so that if you want to try to avoid that, I mean, it might be unavoidable depending on your availability, but if you want to try or have a little bit of flexibility, maybe you can try to work around the crowd calendar. And there are people who actually have developed entire businesses (laughs) around this concept. Uh, The premier one being Turing Plans, uh, and they're located at TuringPlans.com. And I got this directly from their website about best times to visit Disney World. So this is from their website. It says, Walt Disney World is busiest Christmas Day through the first few days of January. Next busiest is the spring break period from mid-March through the week of Easter. Then Thanksgiving week. Following those are the first few weeks of June when summer vacation starts and the week of President's Day. And just continues on to tell you, we, you know, time by time, what are the busiest times. I'd say in general, the busiest times are when kids are out of school yep. and when there are holidays. Because this is when people are off of work and able to go. Exactly. And you get all your Florida residents going down for the weekend. So obviously sure. weekends are always a little bit busier than, say, during a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, try to consult the, the crowd calendars if you can. And actually, Turing Plans puts out a daily crowd calendar. So if you go onto their site, uh, it is there is a membership fee. I was a member at one point. I think it's like 12 bucks a year. It's nothing crazy. If you're planning a trip, it's worth it. So pay your 12 bucks, and then you have access to see what they project the crowd calendars to be for every day of the year for each of the four parks. So you can look at your calendar. You know you're going, say, November 4th. And you can say, well, I'm at Magic Kingdom, and it's... A scale of you know one being the least busy, ten being the most. Like Magic Kingdom is like an eight that day. Animal Kingdom's like a two. Maybe I'll pick this day to do my Animal Kingdom day. Uh, and they they've got you know a lot of science behind what they do and statistics, and they're very good and have been doing this for a very long time. So yeah, that's a great resource to have Absolutely. for sure. Another thing, Pam, to consider is the weather uh, when you go. Uh. So. I like it when it's hot, but I'm not so sure I'm like all on board with Orlando summer heat where you just basically melt when you walk out the door. So if if you are affected by weather, I am. I am. You should probably take that into consideration during your planning because you want to enjoy your vacation Mm -hmm. and not be miserable when you're there. So some people it doesn't really affect that much. They're cool with it no matter what. But if it is something that is going to bother you one way or the other, maybe you want to try to plan your trip weather-wise. 
And that's something I would love to do, but have often not had the ability to do it. Because when the weather is more temperate and lovely are typically the times that I'm not able to go. So we have done a lot of family summer trips in July or August and the weather is miserable. Which you can check out one of our previous episodes for how to beat the heat at Disney. <laughs> Absolutely. But I think this brings us to another point is even if there are crowds, even if there's crazy heat, which I, I am very much affected by and really hate, I would still rather be at Disney World and sitting at That's home. true. That is true. So keep that in mind. There's no better place to be it's, than it's Disney. It's magical. It is it's so magical. Another thing that I found really helpful the first few times that we went mm-hmm. is looking to see what kind of special offers Disney has. Ooh. Because we were flexible at that point in time. Yes. With this kid's school schedule and whatnot. So we were able to get free dining when we went. And sometimes they'll offer like 20% off of rooms or things of this nature. So Mm -hmm. it'll help to go to the Disney website. Or you can also do some online research as to what Disney's offered in the past. Doesn't mean for sure they'll offer it in the future. But it Mm kind of gives you something to think about or you know, possibly look forward to, to try to plan your vacation around some of those special offers that Disney does sometimes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the special offers, so this leads into a little bit of of Disney history. So put on your uh, history glasses, people. We're going back in time. And it used to be, if you talk to people who went to Walt Disney World, say, 20 years ago, there would definitely be a high peak season and a low crowd season. You know, January, you could just sort of walk around and, oh, I have this Magic Kingdom practically to myself. This is fabulous. People, those days are long gone. Sad. And this is because the Disney people, um, they're pretty smart and they know how to make some money. And we gladly give them our money. (laughs) And what they did is they looked at their calendar and they said, huh, how do we get people to come in to the parks during what have historically been low periods of time? So say January was used to be a low period of time. What they did was to develop Run Disney, which was Disney's answer to the people who love to run marathons and half marathons. This this would not be you, you or me, Amy, but no. those people are out there. Way to go, you. Uh, I might do a 5K someday, but I think that would be about That's it. That's awesome. You can walk those deer, so I, I can walk. <laughs> Anyhow, so they arranged this entire thing. It became a, it still is an incredibly popular program. And the big marathon weekend, they're throughout the year, but the big one of the year is in January. And Guess why they put it there? Well, first of all, it'd probably be best running weather. But also, oh, it was a slow time. We can bring all these people in in January. Sure. And then we move over to Epcot, which has become land of all the festivals. (laughs) So it used to be that September was also another very low time. All the kids had just gone back to school. People were done with the summer vacations. A lot of people were not thinking Disney World. But then, my dear came little old Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That just draws in the crowds. It totally does. Absolutely. It's very fun and fabulous, and there is food. And so now, almost every time of the year, except summer, which, as we mentioned, they don't need to typically add anything to that to make people come, but you'll start off beginning of the year with the Epcot International Festival of the Arts, followed by Flower and Garden Festival in spring, 
and then summer when people are coming anyhow, then food and wine festival in the fall, and then ending up with festival of the holidays. There's always a festival going on. Always a festival. So, that, I mean, that does bring up a good point is that say you're really into yes. Christmas or something yes. and you want to be there for festival of the holidays. Yes. You know, so you can also try to gear your vacation around or, you know, food and wine. That's totally up your alley. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to be there during that chunk of time. Mm-hmm. So look at what's going on kind of extracurricular outside of the parks. <laughs> uh, you know, you got the not so scary Halloween party. Yeah. You got the very so merry Christmas yes. party. And you have all these other things yep. happening. Yep. So maybe you want to try to try to work those into your schedule. So there's a lot of things to consider. Absolutely. When Absolutely. you're trying to get the timing down. But just to wrap up, I would say that once again... Whether it's weather that is not your favorite or crowds that are more than you would like. People, it's Disney World. Yes. It's the most magical place on so Earth. So magical. And a day at Disney is better than a day sitting in your house. Preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> so just make it happen. Go yes. on that trip. Go on that trip. Okay, Pam, one more thing that mm-hmm. we haven't talked about yet but we should definitely talk about this because this is our planning trip planning a trip to disney absolutely is say you're not a planner Mm -hmm. or this is your first trip and you just have a lot of questions and you're feeling that overwhelming anxiety and ah! Uh so pam there are travel agents that work through disney that can help you plan a disney vacation and i am gonna give a little shout out to my man, Mike Rallman, Woo. over at the Magic for Less. Mm-hmm. And he was referred to me by somebody else that had planned Disney trips. And they said, this is your first trip. Talk to Mike. He's going to hook you up mm-hmm. with all the deals mm-hmm. and all the goodies. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I got in touch with Mike. If you'd like to, his email address is Rallman R-A-H-L-M-A-N-N, at themagicforless.com. And he can kind of help you walk through the Disney planning, book your days if you want to get tickets with Park Hopper or not Park Hopper, which resort are you going to stay at, um, do you need Magical Express transportation? Mm-hmm. So there's, and he'll send you reminders like, hey, you know what, time to book your fast passes or your dining, things like that. So it can kind of help keep you on track with the planning. Anyways, Mike is awesome. I give him a shout out. If you want help and you need a Disney travel agent, he's a great one to go to. Uh, he also has a great podcast. We'll give them a shout out to at Be Our Guest Podcast. Mm-hmm. Great one. And we'll put links to these various things and his email address in our show notes. So if you want more information, uh, you can look there. And another thing about travel agents, I don't know if most people know this, but at least the travel agents that we're talking about are third-party companies that know a ton about Disney, but they don't work directly for Disney. But also, this is a free service. Yes, so you, you are working, not paying anymore. You're not paying any more than you would pay to Disney itself. You're just working with someone who is a professional, does this all the time, been doing it for years, knows when all the good deals are going to come out. So they can be on top of that and you don't have to. And they get paid a commission through Disney itself. So you are not paying any extra for all of this concierge-level service. That is such a good point, Mm -hmm. Pam, because Mm -hmm. as you know, I'm super frugal, so I would not be paying extra for all this. So that is an excellent point to make. Mm -hmm. I I would highly recommend it. I I don't think you've... I think you do all the planning yourself. 
I do, and now we're DVC, so that's sort of its own travel yeah. agency, so to speak. But especially if this is your first trip, yes. I would definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everyone. That's it for this week. We would love to get to know you through social media. You can reach us at SpoonfulPod. That's S-P-O-O-N-F-U-L-P-O-D at gmail.com. We're also at SpoonfulPod on both Twitter and Instagram. And of course, you can also like us at Facebook.com slash SpoonfulPod. Please subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. And now you can also find your favorite sprinkle of Disney sugar on Google Play Music, as well as Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and TuneIn Radio. Thanks for joining us and sprinkling a little sugar into your day. Thanks for listening. Spoonful out. Spoonful out.